right. Hey, thank you. This is, uh, I'm excited to be here this morning. If you have your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to cover uh, from Luke 2 to Matthew 2 and a little bit of here and there. So uh, we're going to start out in Luke chapter 2 this morning, and uh, today we're talking about the joy of Christmas, the joy of Christmas. I'm excited to be here and uh, I, although I sent out an email, I'm, I'm so thankful. Last Sunday night, had an incredible time together, worship, and then uh, you guys uh, were very gracious, and uh, on behalf of my wife and I, we are so thankful to God for the privilege of serving here and uh, being with you all, and uh, our staff is an amazing staff that God has blessed me, the privilege of serving alongside of, and I can't thank God enough for where we are. I'm excited about this morning, the joy of Christmas. I love Christmas season. I don't know about you, but uh, I, I just love Christmas season. Uh, uh, not traffic. It's crazy. But other than the traffic, uh, I, love, I love everything about it. I love the lights. I love the music. I love the, 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 all the goodies that we get to eat. <laughs> I, I, it's just an amazing time, and I, and I have my favorites. I have my favorite songs, and uh, my favorite song is Joy to the World. Do y'all have a favorite song, Christmas song? I, I just love Joy to the World. Uh, uh, we sang that just a minute ago, and I, I just think about, uh, that's the gospel, man. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I am so thankful to God for Jesus Christ and his coming. My movie, when you're talking about movies, my favorite movie at Christmas time is Charlie Brown. And uh, I love Charlie, because I love Charlie Brown, but I love it because if you've ever watched the little Charlie Brown, I'm sure that all of us have, I'm assuming, uh, maybe you haven't, but uh, they were all caught up in the hustle and bustle of a presentation and all overwhelmed. And then Linus, they were, they were, they were so scattered and, and, and with busyness, and, and Linus comes to the center of the stage, and, uh, and he helps Focus on the main thing. He says, here's the simplicity of what all of this is all about. And he quotes from Luke chapter number 2 and uh, beginning in verse number 14 or 10 through 14. And the Bible says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. And I think about that announcement. Man, it's an incredible announcement. It says joy to the world. He's talking about, uh, I bring good news of great joy, which will be for all people. And here's the, here's the deal. When I, when, I, when I listen to that story, it's just an amazing story that the God who created the heavens and the earth would choose to come into this world in the way that he came into this world through the little town of Bethlehem. Very obscure for the King of kings and the Lord of lords to come into this world but yet with the angels, they, they, they made an announcement. And in that announcement, they talked about joy. Uh, I bring good news of great joy, which shall be for all people. And so if that announcement be true, which, by the way, it is true, I wonder where is the joy this Christmas season? I wonder where is the joy in life? 
Because a lot of times people are missing out on joy. And when I think about the celebrations that are had surrounding the Christmas season, I can't help but think, but there's the answer. Because when you watch TV and you look at the movies and, and the list of A movies, the list of the movies that are the movers and the shakers, the best and the greatest, you look at the rankings and, and, and of the top 10 movies that are ranked, Jesus Christ didn't even make the set. When you look at the 10 songs Top 10 songs by Billboard. They, 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 they rate the top 10 Christmas songs. And do you know that not a single one of them mention Jesus Christ? And we wonder where is the joy at Christmas? Jesus Christ is the source of all joy. Jesus is the source of joy. Without Jesus, there is no joy. It's kind of like celebrating a birthday party. Imagine, imagine this. If you went down to CMX Theater and you went up into the theater and they were having a little kids party going on and they had all of the balloons and they had all of the, de the table decorations and they had the little hats and they had the little bells and the little whistles or whatever you got at a kid's party. And, and, and you walk over there and you say, man, who, where, where's the little boy? Man, I want to say congratulations on your birthday. And their mom and dad and, and all the party that are gathered around there say, well, we didn't invite him because he kind of ruined the party. I mean, what's a party? What's a party without the guest of honor? And when you're talking about Christmas, be careful, be careful that we don't have a celebration without the main man being there. Jesus Christ. You know, when you're talking about joy, joy, a lot of times we use joy and happiness synonymously. We talk about joy. We talk about happiness as if they're synonymous and they're not. When you're talking, happiness is a victim of circumstance. Happiness is what's happening around you on the outside. And we respond to that by being happy. But joy is an inside job. When you're talking about the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord comes from the inside. It, in spite of my circumstances, in, in spite of my situation, when you're talking Talking about joy. The Bible says this in, in, in James chapter number one. It's one of my favorite go-tos. In James chapter one and in verse number two, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of various kinds. In other words, he's saying, hey, listen, you can, you can, you can experience joy even during trials. And I'm grateful to God for that. We experience peace in the midst of storms. We experience joy as well because our joy is dependent upon Jesus Christ and he is constant. He is stable. But you know, when you're talking about to be joyful, to rejoice, to rejoice is actually a choice that we do make along the way. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and in verse number 16, to rejoice always. In other words, man, you, you need to have joy in your heart. You ought to have a life that's, that, that, that's marked, that's characterized by joy. In fact, Jesus Christ himself said, hey, I want you to know joy. I want you to experience joy in this world. He says in John chapter 17 and in verse number 13, John chapter 17, longest prayer we have recorded by the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's saying this in John chapter 17, verse 13, but now I come to you and these things I speak in the world so that they may have my joy made full in themselves. Jesus Christ says, man, I want you to have have joy. And there's reasons for that. There's reasons for why in the world does he want us to experience joy in this world? I would say number one reason when you're talking about reasons for joy in a broken world, it's because it's, it's, a, it's a characteristic, it's a, an attractive quality in the life of a, of a Christian. And it affects our witness. It affects our witness, number one. Joy affects, impacts our 
witness. When you're talking about a Christian, a, a Christian without joy, it's like, well, what in the world do you have what I want? I mean, when I look at you, do, do, do you have joy? Is it coming through in a big way? And I'm not talking about laughing all the time. I'm talking about when you look in somebody's eyes and you just see joy. You see the presence of Jesus Christ in a magnificent way. And a lot of times when you go into churches and a lot of times you get around the people of God, man, there's more life in a funeral home than in a church house. I mean, I was in Virginia. This is no, no joke. I was in Virginia, and I came into this church one time, and I was preaching. I came up to the church, and, it, and, I, and, and when I got up, it was depressing. It was depressing because I looked, and it was like, man, a bunch of hound dogs in a hailstorm. They're just like, ooh. And I thought, man, I don't want what you got. I don't want what you have. That's the truth. It affects our witness. People need to see Jesus Christ. And they see him when we have joy of the Lord Jesus in our life. We need to be people that are filled with joy. Man, I'm telling you, I, I have seen some joyless people. I've seen some joyless preachers. You ever seen a joyless preacher? Dr. Doomsday? Well, we're going to sing victory in Jesus. <laughs> victory in Jesus? Come on, do you believe what you're saying? Where's the joy? of the Lord. God, help us experience joy in this world because it does affect our witness. You ever been around somebody that's sick? I don't want what they got. I want the world to see Jesus. It affects our witness. But also, when you're talking about the joy of the Lord, it impacts the work that we do for the Lord God Almighty. Our joy ought to be the way we go about doing what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ. It impacts our work. When you're talking about uh, uh, the joy of the Lord, the Bible says in Psalm number 100 and in verse number 2, in Psalm, chapter, Psalm number 100 and verse number 2, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. It was Nehemiah who was charged with the daunting task of rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, if you remember the story. And, and it was Nehemiah that said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. In other words, when you're talking about serving the Lord Jesus Christ, sometimes, sometimes as a believer, we're going to get tired in the work, but we never tire of the work when the joy of the Lord is our strength. You ever been tired in the work? Sometimes we get tired in the work. I mean, I'm tired this morning. <laughs> but we had a good time getting tired last night. John chapter 15, the Bible says in verses 10 and 11. John chapter 15, verse 10 and 11, the Bible says it like this. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full, to abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that whole chapter, if you're reading through John chapter 15, he says... Uh, uh, he, he describes himself as the vine. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. And the branches that abide in the vine will bear fruit. And so it's our job to focus on the vine because that's the source of life for us. It's not to focus on the fruit of the vine because if we're focused on the fruit of the vine, we'll dry up and die. But when we focus on Jesus Christ, he's the source of my life. He's the source of my strength. He is my all in all. And when I'm focusing on him, he will bear his fruit in me. That's where the joy comes from. He's the source of joy. Without Jesus, you have no joy. Last week, we talked about it. Without Jesus, you have no peace. You got to have peace with God before you can have the peace of God. 
And you got to know Jesus Christ to really experience true joy this Christmas season. And a lot of times people will miss out on the joy of the Lord. And there's a lot of different reasons why we miss out on the joy of the Lord. In fact, I would say, number one, some people aren't saved, so you're never going to experience joy. And I just want to encourage you to call on his name today. But number two, if you are saved, sometimes we can forfeit the fruit Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's the fruit that's available to believers because of Jesus Christ. But if we're not careful, we can forfeit the fruit. We can forfeit the joy. And so this morning, my question to you is this. Are you experiencing Christmas joy? Are you experiencing Christmas joy this season? Are you experiencing Christmas joy this season? There's a lot of reasons why we miss out on it. If you go to Matthew chapter number two, I'm going to read through one of the passages on Christmas, and the Bible says it like this. Matthew chapter two, verses one through 12. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And then said to them, in Bethlehem, they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least... Among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. And after hearing the king, they went their way. And the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Herod, in verse 12, And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. And if you read on down into verse number 16, the Bible says that Herod determined about the time, and he ended up going out and killing every little boy that was born underneath the age of two. Herod was one that missed out on the joy of Christmas. The, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one that spoke everything into existence, he had the privilege and opportunity to be able to meet in person. But he said, no way. I'm going to get rid of him. I'm going to do everything I can to get rid of him. Why? He had an angry response to Jesus Christ. And therefore, he missed out on the joy that could have been his. He missed out on the joy. Because why? He was a threat to his throne. You see, when you're talking about Jesus Christ, a lot of times what we want is we want to be able to celebrate the birth we want to be able to pass presents and, and we want to be able to sing the songs and we want to be able to eat the foods and have the celebration. But when Jesus says, hey, I want you to come and I want you to follow me. I want you to go and tell the world. I want you to give. We say, oh, I don't know if I want to celebrate that Jesus. I just want the celebration. I just want the joy of the Lord, but not the Lord of the joy. In this Christmas season, be careful, be careful that you're not missing out on his joy. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter number 10 and in verse number 9, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. 
You know, a lot of times what we want is we just want a savior. I just want fire insurance. I just want to know that one day I'm going to go to heaven. But I don't really want the Lord. Why? Because he threatens our throne. He threatens my kingdom. And that's exactly where Herod was coming from. When Herod heard the news, hey, where's the king? He said, you're looking at him. <laughs> I'm the king. And there's a lot of people that struggle with that. I, I, I want to be master of my fate. I want to be king. It's my life. I can do what I want to do. And we get angry whenever we hear the king of kings calling us to follow him, calling us to a life of submission, calling us to a life that says, wherever you lead, I will go. You know, some people are missing out on the joy of the Lord because they've never received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Some are missing out because of their angry response. He's threatening the throne. But I tell you, there's other believers that are also missing out because they're angry as well. There's believers. There's believers that have forfeited their joy because of an angry response. What do you mean, an angry response? Meaning this. Sometimes Jesus doesn't deliver like we think he ought to. And when he didn't deliver like we think we should have, we get angry. I don't know where you are this morning, but sometimes we will find ourselves in that situation. And if you're not careful, you get angry. And as a result, you begin to forfeit fruit. You forfeit joy when I'm angry because he didn't fit the mold that I wanted him to fit for me. God help us to experience the joy of the Lord. There's a lot of people that are saying today, I just want him to leave me alone. Be careful because one day he will forever. The joy of the Lord. Some people miss out because they're angry. But then there's other people, when you're reading through this passage, especially Matthew chapter number 2, Herod went over to the religious leaders, right? He goes over to the religious leaders, those who knew the Word of God. They knew the Bible. They knew what the Word says. They, they quoted from the Old Testament. He says, where is he? What, what does the Bible say? And, and, and they said in verse number 5, it says, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what is written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. In other words, they're saying, man, we know about that stuff. It's in the word of God. And these guys were so wrapped up in their religion, they'd grown apathetic toward the things of God. Apathy crept in. And when you're talking about an apathetic response, sometimes we miss out on the joy of the Lord because of apathy. I know what the Bible says, but I want to exercise my religious activity. I want to do it my way rather than doing it his way. I know what Scripture says, but I don't care enough to walk across the street to look for truth. And God, help me. You know, when you're talking about the Word of God, there's a lot of people. The Bible says in James chapter number 1 and verse number 22, it says, hey, don't, don't just be a hearer of the Word, but be a doer of the Word. Don't, don't just listen to what it says, but do what it says. And when you're talking about the church today, I, I think that really the leading culprit killing the churches today is apathy. Apathy. We've lost our sense of urgency with things of God. We've lost our commitment to the things of God, to do the things of God, to walk in His way. 
We have an apathetic response to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, man. We're just kind of sitting around. When you think about how we go about our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you think about it. I, I believe this would be the truth today. If, if, we treated, if we treated our boss, our earthly boss, like we do Jesus Christ, I think many of us would be fired. If we, if we treated our spouse the way that we treat Jesus Christ, many of us would be divorced in the room today. We're just apathetic. I mean, at least, at least these religious people knew what the Word of God says. My question to us today is, do we even know what God's Word says? Apathy, zeal, and commitment. I don't want to be apathetic. God, help me, help me to be growing. The Bible back in Luke, in Luke chapter number two, as the story goes, we read about these different characters in the story, and there's so much to learn from the characters in the story. With the Magi, by the way, when we read through there, the Magi, let me, let me go ahead and pick them up. Aren't you grateful to God that they followed the star? I'm, I'm grateful to God they followed. Why did they follow? Because God Almighty said, hey, just follow me, trust me, and they did. And as a result, they experienced great, great joy. And by the way, after they met Jesus Christ, they walked a different way. They went back a different way. And that's what he does for us along the way. The innkeepers. Luke chapter number 2, verse number 7. The Bible says, man, all of a sudden, when, when Joseph and Mary came to town, we know the story as the story goes. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. Back in Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger. Why? Because there was no room for them in the in. And a lot of times what happens to us is we're just too busy with activity. And this is where many believers miss out on the joy of the Lord. God Almighty desires intimacy with his people. This innkeeper was one. He's just busy, man. He was busy. There was a lot happening. There was money to be made. I got a lot of other things going on in my world and in my life right now. I'm just too busy. I got places to go, people to see, and money to make. I'm busy. I'm busy. Activity. And as believers, a lot of times we just get so flat busy that we miss out on the joy of the Lord. We miss out on just spending time with him. When's the last time, really? We get so busy, especially this time of year, man, Christmas season. We're out every night of the week and we're out late and up early and on the go. Have you, have you stopped this Christmas season just to spend time with Jesus Christ? The reason, the reason. I heard a story about a fellow businessman that was a busy man, and he was studying in his office at home, and uh, all of a sudden he noticed that his door opened up, and uh, he, he, he just didn't have time. He didn't have time. I'm just studying. And so he's just busy, and he's just studying, studying. And finally he looked over, and he saw his son, and his son was curled up at his feet just sitting there, just sitting there, and uh, got the best of him and said, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing in here? And his little boy looked up and he said, I'm just loving you, Daddy. And I wonder how many of us just sit at Jesus' feet and say, I just, I just want to love you. I just want to love you. I just want to be with you. I just want to know you and spend time with you. To stop, to be still. Psalm 46.10, to cease striving. Just to cease striving, to be still and know that I am God. And it's just not a cessation of activity. 
Because, because I believe that you can't even be sitting in a pitch black room all by yourself and not be still. You ever, you ever been there? You ever experienced that? What I mean by that is, is, is you may physically be here, but your mind never stopped and your heart never got settled with Jesus. It takes time. It takes discipline to stop, not to be too busy, that you don't miss out on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. You ever, you ever shared the gospel? Let me ask you this question. You ever been sharing the gospel with somebody and it's just not time? It's just not even time. I'm just too busy. Got somewhere to go, something to do. And the subject just changes in a moment. It's, it's spiritual warfare. It's happening. What is it? It's just activity, just busyness, busyness. And sometimes we're just so busy that we miss out on the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray to God we not miss out on his joy this morning. The Bible goes on in Luke chapter number two, favorite part of this whole story. The Bible says in verse number eight, Luke chapter two, verse number eight, back to our home passage. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting when you stop there for just a minute. The shepherds were tending to their flocks. They were tending to their business. But God said, I want you to go through an angel. He said, I want you to go and I want you to experience Jesus Christ tonight. And they had a decision to make. They could have said, we're just too busy. Don't y'all see what we got going on out here? But they didn't. The Bible says they went. Verse 15, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they heard and seen, just as had been told them. You know what happened with these old shepherds? They said, let us go and check out the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. And they met Jesus there that night. They were just available. They said, I'm going to be available to do, to go, to be what God wants me to do, where he wants me to go, and who he's called me to be. They were available. And as a result, man, they had an incredible encounter. Could you imagine the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You know what happens to us along the way? We just miss out on the best for something that we might deem as pretty good. And God help us. God help us. 
sin? What is it that separates us ultimately? What is it that robs us of the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ? Sin. He desires an intimate relationship with us. It's not religious activity. It's not busyness. It's an intimate relationship that God Almighty desires with us. And our sin separates us from the relationship. If you've never called on his name, I'm encouraging you. I'm asking you. I'm I'm begging you. Call on his name today. Because the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. It's separation eternally. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ came into this world for you and for me because he loves you and he loves me. And the reason he was born is so that he might die on a cross, paying the price for your sins and my sins, bridging the gap that exists because of sin. And if you've never called on his name, if you've never repented of sin and said, Jesus, I have sinned before you, and I want you to be my Lord and Savior, and I believe that you died on a cross, and I believe you went to the grave, but I believe that you conquered death in the grave and that you're alive today. And one of these days, I want to see you, but I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. And you invite him into your heart. That's how it begins. And if you've never called on his name, I'm encouraging you to call on his name. Hey, but you know what? Believers sometimes forfeit the joy of the Lord. Because sin in the heart. A lot of times we have sin in our heart. And we wonder, man, what's wrong? What's going on? How come I don't have joy? Well, God examined my heart. It was David. It was David, a man after God's own heart, who sinned against God. And he wrote in Psalm 51 as he was writing. And he said, hey, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Restore to me. The joy of my... Why did he say that? Because his joy was gone. Why was his joy gone? Because he had sin in his heart. And he repented. And do you know that when we repent of our sins, there's times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and he restores our joy? And so this morning, I'm just encouraging you and asking you, are you experiencing Christmas joy this year? And if you're not, just know Jesus wants you to have his joy complete in your heart. So this morning, I'm inviting you. What we're going to do, in just a moment, I'll pray. We'll sing a song. After we sing, I'll be down front. We'll have others down front that will pray with you, talk with you. But this morning, if you've not experienced his joy, you come today. You come. Would you do me a favor and join me for a time of prayer? Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your goodness and, God, for your grace. Lord, you've been so good to us. And Father, today I just pray that you would examine our hearts, that you would search each and every person, Father, whether we're in this building, whether we're online. Father, I pray for those that have never called on your name. God, only you can open eyes, and only you, God, can give life. And so, Lord Jesus, I'm asking if you would just move in a great and powerful way. And God, I pray today that you would gift us with a broken and contrite heart over sin, God, in our own life, that you'd Help us to examine ourselves, God. Search our hearts. God, search our hearts. Father, thank you for coming. God, thank you for laying down your life, for taking it up again. And God, for your many, many promises. God, thank you for gifting us with your Holy Spirit. And God, thank you for the fruit from the presence of your Holy Spirit in our life. God, that fruit includes joy. So this morning, I just want to say thank you for joy. And God, I pray 
Father, that you'd search us. If there's anyone that's forfeited joy today, that, God, you would restore the joy of our salvation. Have your way. God, have your way today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.